Listener Production. On today's episode of Footy Talk, we are just two sleeps away from the start of Season 8 of the AFLW. And to preview an epic few months ahead, we have Caitlin Ashmore and Charlotte Bascarini in studio today. They'll give us an insight into how the Hawks are tracking ahead of Round 1, what quirky little things Beck Goddard is bringing to the group this year, and we'll get their tips on both the women's and men's finals in 2023. That's all coming up on Footy Talk. G'day guys and welcome back to Footy Talk, your daily dose of footy with all the latest news, interviews and analysis from the world of AFL. Abby Holmes in the chair today and we are just two sleeps away from an epic season eight of the AFLW and to preview what's coming up in studio today, we've got Caitlin Ashmore and Charlotte Baskerin. Guys, how exciting. We're on the eve. Yeah. <laughs> That, that was a really cool intro. Yeah. Oh, I'm <laughs> pumped now. Am I playing tomorrow? I don't know what's going on. Pre-pump up. Um, but how good is this? You guys kick off on, on Saturday night, of course, down at Frankston against the rival in Essendon. How much are you looking forward to that? Yeah, well, um, I'm pumped. I think last year it was like a bit of an unknown, both teams coming into the comp. But this year, you know, we've both had a year. We've had a really great pre-season. Last year we had a lot of... Um, Year 12s come into the mm. into the group, so we only had them for five weeks. So this time we've had a full pre-season with them and I'm really excited to see what they can do. And Charlotte, speaking of, you know, these 18-year-olds that, that coming through, how's your pre-season been and um, how are the Hawks looking ahead of season eight? Do you think that you'll really push a few sides? Yeah, I suppose coming into this season, I was able to have a full pre-season that wasn't so rushed like last year. Um, so, yeah, it's been good to spend some time um, on the, in the off-season with the girls and I think we've, yeah, really progressed well throughout the uh, pre-season and I think we're all absolutely ready to go and, yeah, just I think our rivalry with Essendon, as you said, um, it was big last year and it's mm-hmm. going to be big in the years coming and, yeah, this year hopefully we can... Um, finally get the win. How did you juggle it last year? Because I was just in awe of yourself, Jazz Fleming. You had so many youngsters running around in Hawks colours who were also juggling year 12 as well. Yeah, I suppose uh, year 12 and footy, it was a challenge, definitely. Um, Having to be at school during the day and then come to training in the afternoon and you wouldn't be getting home till late at night. So um, I suppose, yeah, balancing it all, it was really hard, but the club was supportive and all the girls around us absolutely, yeah, helped us out. And um, yeah, it's just been good to be able to get in the club every day this year and mm. be around the girls more often and um, yeah, just be supported by all the coaches. And Cashy, you've just spoken about having a really good pre-season. Everybody's good to go. But there's a couple of big ins for you during the, the sign and trade period. Emily Bates, Greta Bodie, just to name a couple. How have they slotted into to life at Waverley? <laughs> just a couple of stars. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, no, I'm like personally pretty excited. Greta came to the Lions after I left, but mm. she was like my favourite player. <laughs> um, and then obviously played with Bates the first two seasons. So, yeah, really excited to reconnect. But, yeah, no, they've literally slid in like they've been there since the start. Mm. Um, I think they've really driven the standards as well, especially Bates. Um, and, yeah, everyone just has, has lifted around her and it's really exciting. But like I said, she's just... They've both just slotted in really nicely. Bet Goddard, she'd be up and about this week, wouldn't she? Now, we've we've all played under Bet Goddard. I, of course, had her the first few years of the Crows. Gee, she's a character. She is a character. <laughs> um, we were talking about how 
funny her pregame speeches are. So yes. I'm looking forward to this weekend, especially like, against Essendon. I feel like she's going to bring out something pretty good. <laughs> she always brings those little quirky things to the table, doesn't she? So give us, give our listeners a little bit of an insight into Bet Goddard, Charlotte. And I'm not sure if we're allowed to talk about the rooster at all, but you can absolutely sneak that one in there too. Oh. Which one? One, two or three? <laughs> You've had a <laughs> they few. They accidentally kept breaking, but she hit Yeah, more. I know. We've, we've gone through a couple already. Um, yeah, no, Beck, um, she's really good. And I think, yeah, as you said, this week she's going to be, I think, ready to go up against Essendon. I know she, yeah, the rivalry there is, and between us is going to be pretty strong. I think she's just ready to get the job done. Um, and, yeah, throughout the preseason, I mean, Beck and all the coaches have been really well, um, really good and we've kind of been really big around like our structures and getting everything down pat and knowing what we need to do on field. And I think, yeah, this weekend we just kind of need to put that into practice and, um, yeah, just kind of play how we want to play as a team and see how we go. Cashy, what are we going to see from the Hawks this year? As you said, big pre-season, we're on the eve, but what can we expect to see and what have you been working on in terms of your game plan? I know you're not going to give too much away, but what can, I guess, Hawks fans see from you guys this season? Yeah, I think they were pretty excited. Like, we have probably the best fans in the comp, to be fair. I've, last year, you know, we won three games, so they were so pumped and mm. so excited to see us out there. Um, we didn't really have much time last year, so it was a lot of like bombing down the line, moving the ball fast, where now, this year we've had a lot of time to actually work out structure. So if that's not working, how can we change it up, get the ball moving down the ground, whether that's switching, whether that's short, whether that's long. Um, really excited to see, you know, we've had a few... Uh, weeks practice now. So Mm -hmm. I think they'll be really excited with how we move the ball. Well, you are one of the more experienced members of this Hawks side. You've got 58 games under your belt across. Yeah. (laughs) The veteran. (laughs) No, no. It's great though. North Melbourne, Hawthorne now, but Brisbane before that as well. How how did you find the transition from from North over to the Hawks? Yeah, it's um, obviously I've been there since the start. So it's just been a crazy journey and how far we've come in just eight seasons. But yeah, the transition from North to Hawks, I think Hawks is just like such a family club. Like it's crazy. Like you you always say that your club is a family club, but Hawks are just so inviting, um, whether it's the boys, it doesn't matter. Everyone that works there, everyone's on the same page, which is really nice. Um, but yeah, Beck's just been incredible with culture. I think that's something that's like, you know, I've known Kaz for how long, but I'd put my body on the line every day of the week for her and all my other teammates because I just love them so much. Mm, that's awesome. That's awesome. I'm sure you're, you're pretty pumped as well. Yeah, definitely. I'm very pumped. And as Are I, you a Hawks as, fan growing up or oh, who did you support? Oh, oh. oh God, okay, there's a story behind this. <laughs> oh, no, I'm actually a Pies supporter. So okay. In the, Met, the, in the Mets. In the Mets. In the Mets. <laughs> black and the white. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I watch a couple of the Hawks games and obviously a Hawks supporter and the girls. So, mm. yeah. How's that integration piece with the men's teams? Because we have seen on social media and whatnot that you guys do um, a fair bit throughout your pre-season with the men as well and they really, really do get around you guys and support you heading into your season. Yeah, I mean, it's been really good. We've done a couple trainings with them, I think, um, and obviously they're in at the club a lot of the times that we're there as well and, you know, you walk past them down the hallway and they're always saying, hello, how are you? Um, and, yeah, it's good just to have a bit of a friendly chat with them and see them in and around the club. Um, and, yeah, same for Sam Mitchell. I mean, he's always oh God, he's, he's always cracking a couple of jokes. He's and, the best. Yeah. He always <laughs> has some advice to hand out, wouldn't he? Him and Beck are, like, so similar in so many ways. <laughs> yeah. But I think that's why it's so good because we've got Sam and Beck. Yeah. And they're very like 
they really want to bring the club together. That's one Beck, club. Doesn't yeah. Beck call Sam her boyfriend? Oh, she used oh my to. God, her background on her laptop. <laughs> Please tell me it's it, not Sam Mitchell. <laughs> it's her, them both. So, like, in a picture. And she, every time she puts it on the screen, she goes, oh, sorry, there's my boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love that from Beck. That is standard. Who do we look out for from the Hawks? Um, we obviously know you've got some superstars blended in and, and your youth coming through as well who are the up-and-coming superstars. But who's had a really, really good pre-season that might surprise a few people around the competition? My thinking, I'd probably say Bridie, Bridie Hipwell, mm-hmm. only because, you know, she's always been tall, but she's like got some size about her now. She's been in the gym now for a, a little while um, and her overhead marking is incredible. So mm. yeah, if she can kick some goals, I think she'll be really strong this year. You mentioned culture too and, and how good Becky is at weaving that in with the group, both across the men's and, and women's programs. But how do you think that her ability, or she has that ability to do it? She's she's very good at bringing people together. Yeah, she is. I didn't think she, she was going to be so good, but literally for the time that she had with us, she was just on it from the start. Like I think mm. we had five weeks last preseason. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, when you can bring a club together so quick is like, it's just incredible. Um, but it's not just her. She's got like a really good coaching group around her. Um, and everyone else at the club too. So when you've got good people, it's it's kind of easy to bring a really good, nice environment. Should we give Keggs a little bit of a plug there? <laughs> oh, we can if we want. Nah, <laughs> I was waiting for him to come up. I was going to say it, but... No, 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 no. He'll definitely listen to this, but um, no, it's not about you, Keegan Brooksby. Um, round one last year, running out onto Marvel Stadium, Hawthorne Footy Club in their first season of AFLW against... You know, that, that Essendon rivalry, the Essendon footy club, what was that moment like? That was my 50th game as well yeah. and I got to run out with my niece. Um, but, yeah, it was just oh incredible to have my family there and then something so massive for such a big club as well. Hawthorne fans, like they all got around it and it was just so special to come together and then I think we played a pretty good game of footy as well, which was really exciting and mm-hmm. then, yeah, you could just tell that it was going to be such a nice rivalry for the next few years. Yeah, I mean, I suppose for me it was my first game um, and running out on Marvel, seeing the crowd there all up and about. Oh, the crowd was so good. Like all the bumps, all the kicks. Yeah, I think it was like it was just the intensity, like the pressure um, from the crowd and, you know, it kind of coming onto us and it was definitely the highlight. It's been the highlight of my career so far and, you know, running alongside all my mates. Mm. Um, yeah, and just loving footy and, yeah, really enjoying the moment. Oh, it gave me goosebumps. Stop it, you're going to make me cry. Well, <laughs> do you know what? I actually asked Keegan for a little bit of um, dirt on you two oh, before God. coming in this morning. <laughs> and do you know what he said? He said, Cashy always cries. Yeah. <laughs> well, he would be proud of me. I haven't cried that much this year, this season. Crying in a good way. Like, you get really emotional with, with moments no, like that like, as a perfect oh example. God. He... Or I don't know. He shared his story, mm. but I was bawling my eyes out by the time. Oh, I, had I was like trying to like too. go low in my chair. I don't know. Just I love just finding out like things about people. Yeah. Um. And then yeah, building that connection. But then at the same time, I probably cry too much when no, I do make that it's connection. It's a good thing. You're an emotional being. Um, I just feel like a like a fun aunt around these girls. Like, yeah. I love being yeah. around them. Charlotte, who, as we said, you're a, a young up and coming superstar of this competition. You were juggling year twelve and, and footy last season. But who's I get who have you really lent on since arriving at an AFL club and, and who's kind of mentored you through the last couple of years? Yeah. Um so last year 
I kind of actually did look up to Cashy. Um, don't we all? Don't, <laughs> don't make her cry. <laughs> well, we're locker buddies now. So yeah, excited. Um, yeah, definitely Cashy and a lot of the older girls at the Hawks. And I mean, even some people away from the club, like I absolutely looked up to Monique Conti um, mm. throughout, yeah, my footy junior careers. And she was someone that I wanted to kind of role model my game off. Um, but yeah, I suppose yeah, at the club, it's some of the senior players. And um, even this year, Batesy, how she's come into the program, obviously yeah. she's been the best in the league before. And to see how she kind of goes about it at training and um, off field and yeah, her standards are so high and it's something kind of role model my behaviour off. And then in terms of coming through with all the draftees as well, um, you know, got some of my best mates who I've known for a couple of years um, and, yeah, pretty close to, like, Laura Elliott and Jazz Fleming. They're mm. kind of my uh, two sidekicks. Yeah, um, yeah. The three stooges. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, I think it's just, yeah, being able to all of us come together and kind of go through the same process and, um, yeah, do it together was, yeah, kind of something we could all share as well. Speaking of Jazz Fleming, now last year I came out to a few training sessions just to help out with numbers, a bit of a train on kind of situation there. Gee, she's good. She is I, incredible. I had to chase her quite a bit at, the, at those <laughs> sessions because she was too quick for me. <laughs> me but, too. Um, me too. She's scary good. Yeah. Watching her and Batesy go head to head. Yeah. Sometimes obviously when we have a match sim, they're usually on different sides. And oh my God, they're incredible. Like she's only 18. Mm. The way that she bursts from stoppages yeah. and the time and space, like so many players in the AFLW would potentially just get possession and kick it, whereas she will drive the legs, take a bounce, hit 50 and then go for goal or generally hit someone on the chest. Yeah, well, she hasn't kicked a goal yet, so I'm Maybe really excited season. for that. But yeah. she's yeah. obviously yeah, really fast out of stoppage and she's been working on her kick as well, so she can actually probably hit a target nine, nine times out of ten now. So you just look at that, That's she's started from yeah. such a young age. So I'm really excited for our future. Well, we are on the eve of Season 8 of the AFLW. We're going to take a very quick break. If you're listening to Footy Talk and you're listening on Spotify, you know what to do. Hit the bell. Listening to Footy Talk, we've got Caitlin Ashmore and Charlotte Baskerin in studio with us today, previewing a massive season eight of the AFLW, which kicks off on Friday night. Guys, 5,000 person capacity at Frankston on Saturday. You're hoping to have that jam packed? <gasps> That's <Yeah>. ridiculous. <laughs> but yeah, I hope, I hope so. Hopefully, 4,000 um, Hawks fans. Yeah. The, uh, the sunsets at Frankston as well, they're pretty epic, aren't they? It's a beautiful ground to play on. Yeah, I remember. I was. Oh, I didn't play the West Coast game last year. Yeah. But the sunset behind, I was happy to sit on the side and watch <laughs> mm. the, watch the girls play in front of the the sunset because it's in, it's an incredible spot. Yeah, especially in the warm up because <laughs> you're out there and you turn around and all of a sudden you see the nice sky and yeah, it just kind of I suppose sets a good vibe for the team as well. Mm. And then you come out and it's pretty much dark and then you know that's you're ready to <laughs> go. Time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We're going to get some tips from you in just a few moments' time, but. I want to ask you about, I guess, the growth that we've seen across AFLW since season one to season eight. And Cashy, I'll probably come to you on this one because you've been a part of it since its inception. But obviously this season, the CBA, the players, everybody was pushing for a longer season. We stuck at 10 home and away. How do do you feel about that? And in an ideal world, um, what does it look like moving forward? Oh, I don't really have much to say about the CBA, but um, if I was to say anything, I'd love to play every game or every team once. Yeah, absolutely. That's the only thing that I'd probably change because, 
you know, playing nine teams out of 18 is pretty sucky, but, you know, we've got to start somewhere and I think we've had a lot of growth in that first yeah. eight seasons. But, yeah, we've got a long way to go. But what have you been told, I guess, moving forward in the years to come? Because obviously everyone is pushing for more. The AFL um, broadcasters, everybody kind of landed at 10, but have you been told that it is going to extend um, very soon? No, we haven't really been told anything. You know, we have the AFL Players Association come in and talk to us, but we just kind of leave them to do what, you know, their job is. But obviously we tell them that we'd love to play more games. So mm. that's just the hope, obviously, for the next few seasons. And Charlotte, if you had a crystal ball that showed us what the competition could look like in 10 years' time, you're still going to be running around out there, which is which Hopefully is with the Maybe cash you too. Oh, <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> but what, what would it look like for you? I'd love to go into the AFLW playing full-time. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, that would definitely be the next thing in a couple of years, hopefully. And, yeah, as Cashy said, um, something along the lines of playing every team once because I think that's, yeah, pretty fair. Um, it's so hard when someone, I suppose, gets an injury because, you know, it's taken up a lot of the season. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, something to w- working towards what the men have and, um Hopefully, hopefully it goes that way. And Kashi, it's so exciting though, isn't it? Like I, I wish this opportunity was around 10 years ago when we were kind of, you know. In my prime. In our prime. <laughs> um, but you see some of the kids now coming through the draft. These are genuine footballers. These are young girls, young women, young athletes who have picked up a Sharon at the age of three or four and never had to put it down. I know, and they can kick on both feet. Yeah, like, it's crazy. Just, <laughs> but like obviously being a teacher, um, I taught prep the last three years and the first year, no one, no, none of the little girls would play Auskick. And then gradually the second and third year, you know, I had a handful of girls that would play Auskick. And mm-hmm. that, that just makes me so excited because, you know, if they start at that age, it's just going to be so good when they turn 18. Yeah, that's, um, that's exciting, isn't it? When you see these kids coming through that have the opportunities that are now ahead of them. But you just mentioned that you're a teacher. You've now stepped away from from full-time teaching to really throw everything into your footy. How hard has that been or or have you relished the opportunity to do that and and really, I guess, focus on being a full-time athlete in that sense? Yeah, it's probably both. Um, I missed teaching a lot at the start, Um, you know, probably that routine and you kind of get out of that footy head mindset as well, like going to work. Mm. Um, I just love hanging around the kids too. They're so fun. But, yeah, I really wanted to put everything into footy. I don't know how long I've got left, but mm. obviously last year I had a few injuries as well and it's so hard to um, teach prep, which you can't really sit down. You're hands-on hands on <laughs> 24-7. Um, so I didn't really have an opportunity to really, like, recover. Yeah. And now that I'm getting older, I, I really want to just throw everything in. And like Charlotte said, it's so cool. We can go into the club whenever now. So, you know, I could go in every day, um, recovery, is probably my number one this year. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to putting everything into it and seeing what I can do. Well, let's get some tips for you ahead of the season. You're going to say Hawks on everything, so we're going to remove Hawks from the occasion. What are you talking about? <laughs> okay. <laughs> but it's such an incredible time in women's footy. All 18 clubs, of course, represented for the second season in a row. Um, grand finalists, who do you think is going to be the, the top two sides this year? Well, I think uh, Mel- Melbourne, Melbourne and North Melbourne. Yeah. Is yeah. that what you said? Well, I was going to say Melbourne and maybe an interstater. Oh, like who? Oh, 
I suppose uh, I'm interested to see how Brisbane go. Yeah. Um, Brisbane have had a fair few players yeah. leave though. So, yeah, so I'm very I'm interested to see how yeah. they go. Yeah, and maybe I suppose Adelaide's, Adelaide's always, always yeah. up there. Yeah. yeah. I reckon there might be a dark horse, even maybe, yeah, North Melbourne or Geelong, uh, maybe. Yeah. I know, I always forget about how good Geelong played last year. Yeah, yeah. Chloe, she is an absolute gun. Yeah, she is. League MVP, who do you reckon is going to be up there? I reckon Conti. Yeah, yeah, I reckon Conti. Um, I'm trying to think of a dark horse. Mm. I'd love. Oh, I can't say Jazz Fleming. Sorry. <laughs> oh, okay. She's that good. Um, nah, in the next few years, she'll <laughs> yeah. definitely be up there. Yeah. Um, you know, you've got the ball winners like um, Ed Marinoff. Oh, you can't go past Jazz Garner. I reckon she's ready. Mm. She's primed. Yeah. She should have won one in the last few seasons. So I feel like it'll be pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. It's always exciting. You just don't know. <laughs> like it's an unknown. Yeah. Because all, all teams change. Got to see how they go as well in the off season. And it's yeah. funny with the AFLW competition, isn't it? As you, as we've said, ten home and away games. You don't have much time. No. To lose any, do you? No. So hopefully we can start on the right foot on the weekend. <laughs> all right. Well, we can't let you go as well without taking a quick look at the men's finals kicking off mm-hmm. next week as well. Who do you support in the AFL men's competition prior to arriving at Hawthorne, of course? Um, well, well, I'm Charlotte. obviously Pies. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah you've said that. Um, I don't really support anyone. I grew up Richmond. Yeah. And then obviously because I've been at Brisbane North and now Hawks. I've got soft spots for them, mm. but obviously Hawks haven't made it. North haven't made it. Yeah. <laughs> so probably go for Brisbane. Who's going to win the flag in 2023? Oh, that's so I would have said the Pies because mm, they had yeah. such a great run and then obviously yeah, we've got a couple of injuries. Stuff. Yeah. Um, still the Pies. Still the Pies? Oh, God. I feel like it's always close between like Brisbane, Pies and Port Adelaide. Yeah. yeah. See, I like Port. I like their colours. Mm. Yeah. yeah. They're the three. <laughs> I know. It's crazy how they look. They do. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for joining us on Footy Talk. We cannot wait for Season 8 of the AFLW and we wish you and your Hawks all the very best out there and I'm sure you're going to absolutely kill it. Thanks, Abs. Thank you. No worries at all. You guys have been listening to Footy Talk. If you have a question for us, get us on Instagram at footytalk underscore pod or hit us up at TikTok at footytalkpod. Dale Thomas will be back in studio with you tomorrow. Listener.